Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Right Bench Podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm James. We'll be getting you caught up on everything going on around college football today. So we're kind of like changing up the podcast a little bit. So what we're going to do is we're going to put out a college football episode, an NBA episode, and an NFL episode this week. And y'all should tell us how you think. What do you think about it, you know? Is it better? Is it worse? What should we do, you know? Um... So we're going to go with a little recap, and then we're going to talk about all the conference championships and a special edition of Dog of the Week. It's called Dog of the Year. You won't want to miss it, all right? <laughs> yes, sir. Let's, let's get into some college let's football. Start it off. Let's start it off with the Iron Bowl, right? Number eight, Bama, 27, Auburn, 24. This was a really good game, okay? Auburn played their hearts out against, obviously, a way better Bama team. And, I mean, they had – 244 rushing yards in this game. They leaned on the run and leaned on the run, and we're one play away from winning this game, right? But it was fourth and goal from the 32, and Alabama got it to win the game. So, oh, man, it, it hurts, but it's where we are. Yeah, I mean, Auburn, as you said, they played their hearts out, right? I mean, this was an Auburn team that was not very good this year, as we know, because – I'm not sure. Did they make a bowl game? I'm not sure. But I don't think they did. I think they barely missed a bowl game since they They may have. Um, yeah, obviously, Bill Rose is a game-winning touchdown to Isaiah Bond. Fourth and goal in the 32, like you said. It was um, – Jalen Milrow, he's finally yeah, starting was that throw. stride. He's finally – very good for – since he is a sophomore and he will be coming back next year. Um, it's good that he's hitting his stride right. now. Um, and, you know, he's he, – This game had 259 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and then he had 18 carries for 107 yards. So, Daniels are very similar. Obviously, Jaden is a much better player. But um, Milro, you know, could develop Lamar-like um, yeah. guy. Yeah, I mean, Milro can definitely run the ball. He's been able to pass it. Much more, much better the last couple of weeks. I mean, that was a beautiful throw in that fourth and goal, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it should be able to be concerned here, though, for Georgia. I mean, like, if they want, do you want to have a chance against Georgia? But do you really? If you're about just just about lost to Auburn, like, yeah. I mean, I understand that. At Auburn, and the Iron Ball is always close. The Iron Ball is always usually a close game, right? I mean, Auburn's beat Alabama when Alabama's so much better than them, so. You know, Alabama barely winning this game. They need to go beat Georgia this week. Yeah, um, for sure. I, th- I don't think they should be super concerned, but I think a little bit of concern needs to set in there, maybe to drive them a little more. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, I want I want to yeah, say Auburn one more is thing. six and six. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Auburn is six and six, so they will make a bowl game. So okay, so they will they're... barely make a bowl game. Yeah. All right, not a great one, but. They will barely make one. Um, I want to talk about uh, Jalen Milrow just one second. Uh, what he said. Oh God! After barely beating Auburn, <laughs> um, this is honestly comical. I'll be honest. Like this is <laughs> this is the Go exact ahead. quote. Give it to me. Give me that effing Heisman. <laughs> All right, bro. I don't mean to rant on. I mean he story, might get. But- but he might get invited. You were never in the discussion, dog. Like, yeah, I, you might go win it next year. Right? Good for you. But yeah, you're not winning I, it this year. 
He's definitely improved, gotten better this year, but he is nowhere near the Heisman. I don't know why he would even want to say that. Right? After barely beating Auburn, saying this, know, I get man. if you That's went beat Georgia and said this Auburn had a great game. But I mean, Auburn, a little weird. A lot of teams, a lot of teams beat Auburn, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, you know how special. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jane Daniels didn't go off the field saying, "Give me that effing Heisman," which after a thirty-point win, exactly, he would have a better, you know, um, reason to say that. So, yeah. All right, let's jump into Michigan, Ohio State. We talked about this last week. I feel like we need to talk about it again just to get us, move us into the conference championships, right? So, again, number three, Michigan 30, number two, Ohio State 24. And interception by Michigan in the final minute got them the win. Um, I do want to talk about Ohio State real quick, though, because I mean, they, they were a good team, but I don't think they were on the college football playoff level. Like, Kyle McCord isn't a college football playoff quarterback, right? Whereas J.J. McCarthy may not be either, but they have Blake Corn. Blake Corn is a college football player running back. When you have a guy like that, it's easier to be able to win these games. But Kyle McCord, I just don't feel like he's good enough. He's he's a good player, right? But I don't feel like he was ever – never really felt like he was good enough to be in the college football playoff. So that's what I've been saying the whole year. Really. And, yeah. yeah, and, yeah, you said – I remember you said from the beginning of the year when I said Ohio State was the best team in the nation. And – at that point, I, I think they were like Michigan. Um, yeah, the, you said the quarterback play wasn't there, right? I mean, yep. And you're right; the quarterback play kind of cost them in the um, final minutes of this game. Obviously, the horrible interception and then just dumb decisions by yeah. Kyle McCord. But I want to revisit something that the Ohio State Buckeyes did at the beginning of the year. Um, they did not know who they were going to start at quarterback. It was up in the air because. Decent, good players. They had two juniors in Kyle McCord, or Kyle McCord's a senior. They had the senior Kyle McCord, and then they had Devin Brown, who was the junior, who was kind of younger, can run the ball more. Um, and they used him a little bit towards the beginning of the season, but they didn't at the end in like a running fashion instead of a throwing fashion. And it'll be interesting if he uh, stays at Ohio State and wins the starting job next year. I'll be interested to see what he does and if he. It was the bad decision going with Kyle McCord at the beginning of the year. I mean, I don't know if either of them would have really been that guy, right? But I do want to touch on Michigan real quick, right? This is what they've been doing all year. They won the turnover battle, right? They did. They may have turned it over once. I don't really remember. But McCord threw two picks. Michigan won that turnover battle, which is obviously very important in these big games. And one time of possession, right? This is what they've been doing all year. Blake Corum, you give the ball to Blake Corum over and over and over, and you're going to dominate the time possession every game you play, right? Because mm-hmm. he's going to be able to get you those elongated drives and just get you in the ball for long periods of time. And that's how you – keeping the ball out of the other team's hands is exactly how you win games, right? So I think mm-hmm. that was really important for them all year. I think it will continue to be important to them into the college football playoff. Uh, especially in this Big Ten championship, which we'll touch on later, but – I don't think I will really get the ball much, right? Because Blake Corman will just run and keep them, keep them the ball for an elongated period of time, and give them like time of possession, right? Their team doesn't get the ball, they can't score. It's kind of what's going on. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, Michigan dominated Ohio State's defense on the ground, and if they couldn't have ran uh, or had a good run game in this matchup, kill them. Right, but you know Michigan came to play, and they knew how to run a, they know knew how to run a good run offense all year, 
and they've been running it through Blake Corum. And um, his name is escaping me again. I know we talked about him a little bit last year. Oh, I can't. Donovan Edwards, I think is his name, number seven. Um, them two together are amazing. And, uh, yeah, they just they dominated the run game. And, yeah, Michigan just outlasted Ohio State in this one. Yeah, I mean, there's being in the trenches, right? Um, yeah, I'll be honest. It wasn't as fun as a game um, than I was anticipating, I'll be honest. Yeah, um, it was definitely, definitely a good game, though, especially exciting at the end. That final drive, I mean, Ohio yes, State. that was very exciting. Down by six, last minute, you have the ball, right? And But hit it, great defense by Michigan, hit McCord as he threw, get the interception. And that's it for Ohio State, right? I mean, yep. uh, it's that easy, that quick. Yep. Time, time for us to move on. All right, yeah, let's move on. So we're recording this on Friday night. Game just wrapped up. Before I tell y'all the scores, which y'all probably already know at this point, um, I just me and Booz are gonna tell you who we picked in this game to win, um, uh, what we thought the final score is, and just a few notes that we thought were gonna happen, and then we'll visit what actually happened in this game. So, Booz, just kick us off with who you think won, and just a few notes. Um, I was what I want to talk about. Um, I think I thought Washington was gonna win this game. In a very high-scoring fashion, I thought both quarterbacks would play extremely well. I thought Bo Nix would play really well. Michael Penix would play a little – play better. I think Michael Penix would outplay him. And I think the final score would be 42-38. And I'm going to Heisman real quick. Look, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm not here to be biased. I'm not here to say who I think is going to win. I'm here to tell you what is going to – what decides the Heisman, okay? I think – I don't think. I know. Right? If Bo Nix plays well, he wins the Heisman. That's that, all right? He plays – especially if he wins the game. If he plays really well, wins the game, it's his Heisman, all right? Now, if he doesn't play well, then it's Jake's Heisman. There's, there's no way you can argue that, in my opinion. Look, but I think the gray area is if Phoenix loses, but plays, still plays well, right? So he has the stats. He couldn't quite win the game. That's kind of like the gray area to me. So, I don't know. We'll see, but – yeah, and obviously I'm Bonex not going to argue with that on that. And actually, I do agree with most of your points on that. Um, I think this Heisman race will come down to the wire. I don't think we'll know who's going to win until no, yeah. on the podium, in my opinion. Um, but I'll say who I thought was going to win in this game. Um, I thought I think Washington was going to upset Oregon. Oregon was a nine and a half point favorite. No, they were not. Yes, they were. What? Yeah. So it, they already lost to him this year, and they're the low. That's insane. I don't know. Maybe Vegas obviously knew something. And uh, first, when the first is five point spread, which first of all, in my opinion, was even high. I thought it was gonna be like two and a half. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought Washington would be favored. I remember really it went up, and Oregon was favored by nine and a half. Which, if I was betting, I'd bet Washington on the spread easy. Um. But, yeah, I think Washington wins. I think they win 45-42. to 42. I think it was a high-scoring game. Obviously, in Vegas, I thought two things were mainly going to happen. Obviously, this Washington offense, in my opinion, is the most fun uh, offense to watch in the world right now or in the state of college football right now. And I think uh, these receivers play very, very well. And a, Dun- a Dunsey, it's hard to pronounce his name, Shows why he is genuinely in the running for the Blitnikoff Award. 
Yeah. Um, and then I think Dylan Johnson. Very good day. Um, efficient day. And uh, they get the run game going more than uh, mm-hmm. I guess people expected. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it looks like we're in the same ballpark there with a high scoring, close four to six point game, right? So, uh, you want me to tell them what happened? Yep. Or you want to tell? Them? Let's let's just say what actually happened tonight. This is a heck of a game. Go ahead, Bish. Um, or- Oregon was did come short here. Uh, Washington would win by three, I believe. Thirty-four to thirty-one was the score. Mm-hmm. Final score. Yeah. Check. Yes, thirty-four thirty-one. So, here's what happened, right? What, what, there was a close game the whole time, really. Washington went out to a big lead. Oregon came back slowly and slowly and took the lead, actually, in the fourth quarter. But Washington was able to come back and get up by 10 with under three minutes to go. And so you're like, it's over, right? But here comes Oregon with a two-play touchdown drop. Bo Nix makes a throw and run after the catch, long touchdown. Now it's within three-point game, and Washington gets the ball back. They get the first first down in the run game. Dylan Johnson, who had a great game, right? Um, and on like a not one hundred percent foot either, which is really impressive. Yeah. But what they did, so they got the first first down, but let's Oregon a timeout, so they were able to have a chance, right? And so it ended up being first and twenty actually on a penalty, and they got it down to third and nine with one no more timeouts for Oregon. The clock's running, and they toss it to Johnston. And he gets the first down on third and nine to end the game, kneel it out. That's it. That's so impressive. Heck of a game from this Huskies offense. They are so fun to watch, dude. The the move that they make on a third and what four to ice this game, yeah. they throw the ball through the air. They can just run it. With about you could say fifty seconds on the clock, forty seconds on the clock, which yeah. if I well, was no, they would have called Thirty. It would have been a good one thirty. Okay, so a good one thirty. We can say that's fine. Um, but if I was the Washington coach, I wouldn't want to kick it back to Oregon either. Um, and you know they go for a third and four. They pass the ball, and it's a heck of a play. And the receivers get open. Obviously, this three receiver core and Polk, Adunze, and McMillan are studs, right? And that's why I think they're the best offense in college football. Yeah, um, for sure. It's a great game. I mean. And you can't let them run it three times starting at first and 20 and be able to get them. So that's what the play defense, though. We're all aware of that. I'm interested to see how Washington does in the playoffs, though, seeing actual defenses, right, and not, like, eighth-grade defenses. That's a good point. Pac-12 um, doesn't play defense. We've said this. We'll see. I, that's something I'm really interested in, for sure. Yeah, I um, think it would be fun to see him play Michigan. Uh, that would be my yeah, matchup that I want to see. Probably would be the probable matchup, right? I think Michigan would not be – for Washington, just because of the Blake Corum run game stuff, time possession, defense, but we'll talk about that later, right? Yeah. Um. All right, now let's move on to right. uh, Big Twelve championship. Number eighteen, Oklahoma State versus number seven, Texas. Um, Texas is eleven and one, playing for a potential playoff spot. They would need a few things to happen, but it's definitely feasible for them. They probably need Florida State to lose, and they probably need uh, Bama to lose, right? No, um, they would. They would need. But playing, uh, they would actually need Bama to win in this scenario because if Bama were to well, win, knocks Georgia out, and then Texas well, beat might, Bama, so they would get the bid instead of Bama. Which, if Bama well, were to no, win and Texas were to win, that 
have given Texas a better no, chance. Well, well, no, the SEC, whoever wins the SEC championship will be in. All right, there's no question I, about that. Texas, I, I don't know because, I, but, I, um, but I also think one loss Georgia, it would be difficult. You know, they're definitely in if they win. If Florida State loses, let's, right? Let's, and Bama let me wins. let me just give you a quick quick scenario, okay? Yeah. Alabama wins, right? Okay. Alabama yeah. beats Georgia. In my opinion, Georgia does not get in if they've lost the SEC championship. Let's just say they don't get in. So let's say Georgia's out. All right. Do you put Bama in there or do you put. No. I would put Bama in because they won the best conference, right? Texas, the Big 12 isn't really anything. But you could say at that at this point. And, yeah. And so they have the head to head record. So it would, it would be an you interesting. You can't compare. You can't compare Bama then to Bama now. Obviously, you yes, you're right. You can't. But, you know, Texas won in that game in Tuscaloosa. So that was a tough game to win. Probably the That's, most impressive win of the season so far. Um, yeah. It, it would just be a very interesting thing to happen yeah. if Bama and Texas were to that, win tomorrow. That would be close. That, I would not know what, to, what would end up there. But I'm going to go with my score. I think it's actually 38, Oklahoma State 20. I think Kimon Ewers has a big game. I think it's Oklahoma State Conley's in there for a second, and Texas just blows by in the second half. So what do you think? All right. I, I think this is the most – all the championships tomorrow. I think Texas blows out Oklahoma State. This game's in Dallas. Um, obviously, there's going to be more Texas fans there. And, yeah, I think Texas kills them. I'm going to say 45 to 17. Um, wow. I think – yeah, I think Quinn Ewers – and uh, I can't remember John Robinson. I can't remember his name right now. But um, that running back, I think Texas' offense plays the game of their lives. And uh, Oklahoma State just isn't going to be able to keep up. I gave them 17 just because I don't think Texas' defense is stellar. But they're pretty dang good. So I think it's 45-17. to 17. I think Texas kills them. And, you know, Texas has a good shot to make it if they win and Bama wins. So we'll have to see. Yeah, especially – yeah. And, like, the other scenario would be Florida State losing. Texas goes in over them. And three, Georgia, Michigan, Florida no, – no, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Texas would be that. That would be kind of fun to watch, I'll be honest. Let's move on to the next game. I'll say it. All right. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah, I'll say it. Don't worry. Um, You know what? I'm, I'm going to save SEC for last. Well, yeah. So what I'm going to go to next is the Big Ten title game. All right. Um, I'm at number two, Michigan, going up against number 16, Iowa, in Indianapolis. Um, the spread on this game is Michigan is a 22. Uh, and, and the over-under is a 33. All right, so pretty yeah, much they're, they're giving Iowa 13 points at the most. In this game, but I promise you they will not cover 22 because this Iowa defense is amazing. It's amazing. They can't run an offense, but the defense is amazing. I think Michigan wins this game in a low-scoring game, 13-0. to zero. Yeah, I think we're in the same ballpark here. I do want to say my final score will be 17-3 Michigan, but um, I do want to say I think this game will come down to Great events by Michigan, obviously, holding Iowa. Never really get, letting them have the ball because um, Lake Corum will just pound them and pound them and pound them. 
and they'll be able to stop them a couple of times, but not that these drives will be elongated. This game will be shortened and condensed, and on there won't be as many possessions, and Iowa won't really get the ball. So I think it'll be 17-3 to will be the final score. Uh, some great defense being played in this game. And Jim Harbaugh is back, so that could really play a big part. Yeah, it's definitely going to play a big part, especially with their um, offensive game plan. Obviously, their defense has been showing up, but their offensive game planning is going to help with Jim being back this week. But I think Iowa turns J.J. McCarthy over maybe three times. It gets kind of scary towards the end, and they just rely on the running game, like we were saying. Yeah, I don't know if they get J.J. McCarthy three times in this game. Yeah, I don't – it's gonna. It's it'll be interesting. I'll be honest. It's honestly, in my opinion, the most wild card game out there because I think there's a chance Iowa could make this a real game. Yeah. And if the offense shows up, this Iowa team can beat Michigan. But I think Michigan still wins. All right, I'm gonna take this next game. Okay, I got a little bit of an upset coming. Right, you got number four Florida State versus number fourteen Louisville. Yes, you heard it right. I'm picking Louisville, but I want to talk about it first. Look, we know, all know Florida State is playing for a playoff spot. They're undefeated. They look so good all year. So, Charlie, how are you possibly going to pick against them? Well, we all know why. Jordan Travis is out for the year. And that's not going to help them at all. And Louisville is 10-2. They've been great all year. They beat Duke, who's a good team. They beat Notre Dame, who's a good team. I think Florida State will miss Travis tremendously in this game. I think the final score will be Louisville 28, Florida State 24. Okay, so... I, I whew, this was the hardest game to in my opinion because Florida State is was the best ACC team all year, and it just sucks, dude. I'll be honest. Yeah, for Jordan Travis to go out because they could have genuinely contended for a championship, and when you don't have your starting quarterback, it's hard to do that, obviously. And they're back. There is a game time decision tomorrow. He might not play. They would have to go with their third string. Even though this very, very good, I'm going to pick Louisville or Louisville too. So I guess we're going to both pick this one. It's the quarterback play. Absolutely. FSU because I want them to be in there. Um, They deserve to be in there. Keon Coleman deserves to be in there. Johnny Wilson deserves to be in there. This offense deserves to be in there. Mike Norvell, like they have a great team. And I want them to be in there, but I can't pick them because of the quarterback play. Yeah. I think Louisville takes this one in Charlotte 21 to 14. I think this is a, just a um, ACC football game, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I think uh, Jake Plummer steps up for the Louisville offense. Their quarterback, he's really dang. His dad playing in the NFL back in the day, Jack Plummer. Uh, but I think, you know, yeah, Jake. Of course, uh, the three touchdowns. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you on this. You know, I really feel for Florida State because they sure do deserve to be there. They're a great team. I just really like – I just, I like them a lot, right? And they absolutely are one of the top four teams in the country when Jordan Travis is in there. But he's gone, and I don't, I don't see a way, right? They, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. But, yeah, I would pick Louisville here. Um can I can I give you one more scenario real quick? Sure. Georgia wins tomorrow. Michigan wins tomorrow. Washington won. Those three teams are in. Yeah. Florida State also wins tomorrow. 
but Texas wins as well. It's Florida State. You think you still put Florida State yeah. in there? They're I under- would. I would personally. I would because they're they're undefeated. They deserve to be there, even if they don't have a good quarterback and they get killed in the first round. Yeah, it it sucks for Texas because most years they'll be in, but not this year. Yeah, with got those four undefeated teams. Sorry. Yeah, but that's something that's, that's something to think about for listeners. Actually, five Liberty went undefeated. Okay, let's get into the, <laughs> the you know the best conference in college football, the, the more SEC championship, number eight Alabama versus number one Georgia in Atlanta. What do you guys say about this one? I can't wait to watch this game. Look, Bama's eleven and one. They're playing for a playoff spot. They will be be very motivated. But Georgia has looked unbeatable all year. They always rise to the big moments. They, they, the better team they play, the better they perform, right? They're not going to go out there and just completely get blown out, right? Obviously. I think Jalen Milrow has an insane first half because Georgia defense hasn't really seen anything like him. So, like, he'll tear them apart in the first half. But I think just the defense of Georgia will be able to adjust. And they'll be able to adjust and make Milrow struggle in the second half. And Bama won't really be able to find an answer for this defense. I think Georgia will just have a balanced attack throughout the game and just constantly deliver blows to this Bama defense every time down the field. So don't be surprised if you see Bama winning this game at halftime. My final score is going to be Georgia 31, Bama 20. Oh, wow. So you think Alabama can lead at halftime but then lose by 11? Bama, my my, uh, theory would be like maybe a 17-17 game at halftime and then just can't they can them will be able to do anything all right um so yeah we've seen alabama hit their stride the offense the defense was always there but it was just the offense was in question and Jalen milrow looks like he could be a heisman in the future he could get invited this year he's looking very good their defense is amazing in my opinion the two arguably the two best defenses in the SEC right now are going up against each other, and they deserve to in the SEC championship. And I think Alabama better than Georgia's defense in the first half. And, yeah, I think Alabama does lead this game at halftime. But scoring first half, I think maybe it's 10-7. to 7 at the Really? Yeah, I think it's low scoring, maybe 7-7. Seven to 7, But I think – that Alabama prevails against Georgia, they win themselves arguably a playoff spot. 24-21 in a lower-scoring game with a bunch of great defensive plays from the Bama secondary. Um, yeah. They just have to show up in this game for the offense to be able to even score 24 points. But I think it's there's going to be a lot of punting and a lot of fourth-down stops. I think there's a lot of stuffs at the goal line. Um, I think it's just a fun game to watch defensively, which is something that we usually don't see from the SEC. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to pick against Georgia until they lose at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't see them. Okay. Um, like, you just, I can't see them losing at this point. They really haven't come too close to losing all year when – they may not look great against these bad teams, but once they play a good team, they step up to the challenge every time for the last few years. 
So I think they do that this time. But I can definitely see it going anyway here. Yeah, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I'm not crazy high on Georgia this year. Bouger knows that, and if you listen, you know that as well. I'm not if they win again. Carson Beck, good for them, good for Kirby Smart, but I don't see the trophy at the end of the year. I'd pick Washington, I'd pick Michigan, I'd pick Bama over them to go win the college football national championship because I don't think that Georgia has the same vibe that they have the past two years, and I, I just don't see it happening for them. But obviously, they haven't lost yet, so yeah. I get something. I get that. All right, well, let's say we got one more segment left. We're going to do a little spinoff of Dog of the Week here. Since we did Dog of the Week for last week already, we're going to do Dog of the Year, all right? This is a college football team that you think really overexceeded expectations. That obviously isn't going to be in a conference championship game, but you think overexceeded expectations looked way better, came out of nowhere. Just don't – no one thought they'd be this good, right? I think, James, you should start us off here. All right. So I'm picking the best conference. Who's the best conference? The Southeastern Conference. The Southeastern Conference, and they're in the top 25. Out of those teams, you've got Bama, got LSU, got Tennessee, you've got Ole Georgia. Miss, you've got Georgia. But those are none of the teams I'm picking. I'm going with a different Tiger, not the LSU Tiger. Tigers with Brady Cook, Cody Schrader. And Elijah, this coach is amazing. He is changing the culture at Mizzou. They finished the season, or right now, or at number nine. They they won't move up. Um, they're at number nine in the college football playoff polls. Did you expect the Missouri Tigers to be in the top ten at the beginning? No one thought no. that, right? And uh, they will make a New Year's Six Bowl. They'll make a pretty good one. They'll probably play Penn State. Um maybe Oregon and watch and uh Brady Cook was spectacular dude obviously here on the podcast are it's going to be sad not saying this anymore when he's gone uh Brady Cook's going to cook right that was our that was our motto uh for Mizzou this year and Cody Schrader obviously being one of the best running backs in the SEC coming from a division two college for four years and then transferring to a D1 college in the SEC and being the best running back in it is very impressive. And they were one of the best offenses in football. Their defense wasn't amazing, but they started coming around towards the end of the year. They almost beat Georgia in Athens. Um, and, you know, they paid, played in a hard conference where in the 12-team playoff next year, they would have gotten in, um, and it would have been fun to watch them. But, yeah. Everyone on this team is a dog, and that's why they are my dog of the year. All right, I'll get you here. I'm not going to go with an SEC team, nor an ACC team, or a Big Ten team, or a Big 12 team. Give me the Pac-12 right here, all right? Give me the Arizona Wildcats. Okay. They're 9-3. They finished the year number 15 in the country. Nobody expected this out of them, right? They have some notable wins, right? I'm going to talk about them. At the time, at the time rankings. Number 22, Utah. Number 19, UCLA. Number 11, Oregon State. Number 19, Washington State. These are four ranked teams that we thought, everyone thought was going to be substantially better than them this year. That they were just able to go out there and beat, right? And a couple, like, 
they had two of their three losses were to USC, who they played to overtime. Obviously, very good team. And Washington only lost to them by seven. So, Roche is a great competition. Like, they're really up there. They beat the good competition, and they almost beat the great competition. So, they're right in the middle. I, their quarterback here, Noah Fafita, I believe is how you say it, mm-hmm. didn't get the job until the fifth game of the year. This is what he did. 2,515 yards, 23 touchdowns, five interceptions. That's 85.5 QBR, which is fifth in college football. And that's minus five games or four. His team averaged 34 points per game. They finished number 15, like I said. I mean, there's there's no, no one expected this out of them, right? And so the fact that they were able to do it is really impressive to me. That's why they're my dogs of the year. The Arizona Wildcats, dude. I mean, they're arguably the second, I'd say the second toughest conference in football this year. The Pac-12 was pretty dang good, and they finished in the top 15. And, uh, yeah, obviously they struggled at the beginning of the year, using, losing to a bad Mississippi State team um, in a non-conference game. And, yeah, they just – they rode high. They got some big in-conference wins. And, yeah, I get why they're your dog of the year. I mean, everyone on that team is studs, right? I think we – I think we uh, had multiple of their players this year. I think you had their quarterback one week and I had their receiver one week. Like, you know, they're dogs, right? They're dogs, yeah, for sure. So, that will wrap up. This week's episode of College Football, Right Bench Podcast. Let me know what y'all think about this new change. And I think it's great because I think people can listen to what they want to listen to and not have to skip through. Like, if they don't care about the NBA, they don't have to listen to the NBA part, right? Yeah. It's more easier for people to get what they want out of this. So, y'all let us know what you think. Um, We'll catch you up next time. Yep. See y'all later. Yep. See ya.